Father, I thank you for this word. Father, we pray right now for every hearing ear. And I wasn't going to preach this message. It was really, I got birthed in Brazil and everything, but God said that people need to hear it on, even in here, but it wasn't really for this house in a sense of the immediate, the, the immediate of it, but God says, yes, it is. It just doesn't look like it. And then people need to hear it on, on, um, on the internet and whoever watches and has been following whatever, so... Father, I thank you for your living water today, God. Father, we thank you for your blood. Father God, we thank you for your power, your sword, God. Cut off every hindering spirit, God, every spirit that would hold us back from, from your kingdom, O oh God. Every spirit that would hold us back from freedom in our mind, body, and soul, O oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we ask you to pour down your fire, God, not only right here, right now, but God, in Guatemala, God, and in Brazil, O oh God, and all across the nations, God that you will have your church, O oh God, you will have your people, O oh God, and we'll be free in mind, body, and soul, God. No longer will we be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine and, 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 and operate like the world, Father. Father, we ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to come, and we thank you for your cross, Father. We ask you to hide, us, hide me behind your cross, let your words go forth, God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And I know when God's, why? Because God's been downloaded, and I'm like, oh, this is great. And I'm writing everything down like, oh, you know, oh, this is going to be, I'm like, why does he keep getting it? And I'm like, okay, what's this morning? And, I like, and I'm like, oh, I got to preach this now because I want to preach it. So I'm going to see what he's going to do later. But we will do that in a couple weeks. Um, in a sense, I don't know what. But this message is called, You Owe Me. And I'm going to say, I don't owe you nothing. You owe me because you have more than I do. You owe me because I've been hurt. You owe me because I've been misused. You owe me because I have a poor family. You owe me because I'm black. You owe me because I'm from a third world nation. You owe me because, because. And God says, and the Bible says, Owe no man nothing but to love them. Only thing I owe you is to love you with the love of Christ. The only thing your neighbor owes you is to love you with the love of Christ. So even in this is going to be breakthrough in, on sowing and reaping and different things like that, that, that most people should know everything. But then God's been giving me revelation and revelation and revelation because people and ministers and voices are stopping the kingdom of heaven. Father, I thank you for the anointing on this word, Father God. The word that I don't want to preach. I don't need it. Because I'm doing it. I'm free in this. So God says that's why I'm going to have you preach it. That's right. yeah. Romans 13:1-8. Let everyone be subject to the higher powers. For there is no greater power but God. The powers that are ordained by God. Whosoever there resists the power. Resists the ordinance of God. And he that resists shall receive themselves damnation. For the rulers of terror of good works and for evil. Well, thou then art not be afraid. Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God. God has a government also in his church. Thee for good, but if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he that beareth not the sword in vain, for he that is a minister of God is a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore you must 
needs be subject not only for wrath, but also for conscience' sake. For this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers, attending continuously upon this very thing. Render therefore all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom who custom is due, and fear from fear, to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Owe no man anything. Everybody say, owe no man anything but to love one another. When I looked up this scripture and I read before it, I was like, well, what is going on here? For he that loveth another has fulfilled the law. People that love give everything to the one they love. They don't hold back, right? We say we love God, but we hold back from Him all the time. Not all of us, but some of us. And every message that we preach, if the shoe doesn't fit, kick it off. But if it fits, you better, you better wear it and repent. The man by the pool, he had an entitlement spirit. Let's read about this man by the pool. And God said, this man by the pool is like so many in the church today. Waiting on the man. So many in the church today waiting on the government. Waiting on their grant. So many churches in whole are waiting on grants from the government to do what God's called them to do. When God has given them the capacity and the capability to advance the kingdom. God never looks at Pharaoh to, get, to, to help out his people unless God has ordained Pharaoh to do it. But not for the people. Never looked to Pharaoh. Even when Joseph came, God was there with Joseph. I mean, even when Joseph's family came, God had Joseph there. But it was really by Joseph being there that they got blessed. A man healed at the pool of Bethesda. After that, there was a feast of the Jews, and they went up to Jerusalem. There was Jerusalem, the sheep gate, and the pool, which is called the Hebrew having five porches. These lay a multitude of six sick people, blind, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time in, in the pool and stirred the water. And whoever stepped in first, after the stirring of the water, was made well, whatever disease they have. Entitlement spirit, waiting. Waiting all the time for the water to move. God says we have the power to move the water. We have the power to heal. We have the power for increase. We have the power for miracles. But you're waiting. Stirring the water to be whatsoever he had. Now a certain man there was, had an infirmity 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there, he knew he already had been there in this condition a long time and said, do you want to be made well? Do you want to have an abundance? Do you want to have uh, the gifts and the callings uh, activated in life? Do you want? That's what he's saying. There. Do you want or are you just waiting? Do you want to have uh, no lack in your life? Do you want it or are you just waiting? Waiting. Entitlement always waits for someone else to to give it to them, someone else to buy it for them, someone else to do it for them. And God said, if you're waiting, you're going to be waiting a long time, maybe 38 years. The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man 
to put me into the pool. When the water stirred up, but while I was coming down the steps before me, Jesus said unto him, Rise up and take up thy bed and walk. Immediately the man was made well and took his bed and walked. And the day was on the Sabbath. And, the, and he answered them and said, He who has made well said to me, Take up thy bed and walk. And it goes on and Who is this man who said to you, Take up thy bed and walk? And the man departed, verse 15, and the Jews, and he was made well. God said to me, if they don't believe my words, how are they going to believe you? God's not going to tell a poor man to tell someone else about something. God's not going to tell a sick man to tell uh, someone that needs to be healed. God wants to heal you. God wants to make you uh, stand in a place where you have power of what you say. And what you say, you have a testimony from what God's taking you from. But if you're waiting on a testimony, you'll never have one because people that wait for what they've already been endowed to do never get. It's called entitlement. Entitlement spirit will make you a slave of a system that a person or a thing that they're waiting for, just like the mark of the beast. You'll be a slave of the system and you get the mark of the beast. Entitlement spirit will get you the mark of the beast. I have nothing against restitution, but I want it from God. We have testimonies of salvation, but salvation should be daily things happening in our lives. Healings, faith, faith in His Word. No matter what arena we're in, there should be a testimony. God just not, didn't just save you from hell. He saved you from the spirits of this age. From all the spirits of this age, but we continue to be Tied up with them. And God's not going to give nothing to Ono unless He delivers them in their heart. Do you know why you have money problems? It's because you, you have money problems. Let me say that again. God says you have money problems because you have problems with money. And the entitlement spirit says, you owe me because I have, you have more than me. That's the church has more than that church. That church should help that church. Well, that church has everybody in that church, and that church has a lot more people than that church. What's going on in that church? Well, maybe it's the doctor. Maybe it's the faith. Maybe it's the entitlement spirit. Maybe it's the demons inside there. The entitlement spirit says, you owe me because you have more. So because of the obedient, now the disobedient thinks because the obedient one owes the disobedient son. That's what happens in the church. Everybody starts out at salvation with nothing. We all come in naked and say, God, here I am. God gives the seed to the sower. Some eat it, some plant it, some store it up. I'm going to get to that in a minute. And God's, God's hands are tied when He has laws. Satan knows that and He stands and says, no, He can't. So when God wants to give us the kingdom, we shut up the kingdom by the law. So because the, the obedient now owe, owes the disobedient because they are righteous, so funny they think present, never present knowing what they were and the winds. Where are winds? We stay away from this type of stuff because there's so many that are immature. 
Very rarely do I talk, like to talk or preach about something. But God says, if I don't, I'm disobedient today. And because I don't like it, because I don't, and I don't, I don't need a witchcraft anymore. I got everything I need to be do what I got to do. So I'm not preaching for me, I'm preaching for you. And that Brazil better get a hold of that too. A lot of people, they, preachers preach that all the time because they want more and more because they have a spirit of greed. And every week it's sad because they have, a, uh, have covenants in their heart. And then, so the, the sons and daughters that, that don't want to give and want to be disobedient will start pointing out all that and shut up the kingdom. I'm going to show you right here because this is what God told me this morning. Because the obedient ones, oh, it's the disobedient one. No, it, no, they don't. And I don't like preaching about money because I don't want to be put in the category with all of those losers. But it's still the Word of God. And I have to preach the whole counsel of God or I'll be called wicked on the day. Most eat their seed, some put it on a shelf, and some bury it. Okay, what do you mean? God said to give seed to the sower. God gives you a seed. You should know what the seed is. He doesn't make us. He said, my sheep know my voice, and the voice of strangers will not follow. Some of us take the seed and we eat it. Some of us take the seed and we bury it, or we put it on a shelf, or have you ever went to the store and bought all those packs of seeds? Well, if you leave those packs, you might have seeds, if it, and you might not even be eating them. You put them on the shelf, they ain't going to grow, unless it's an air plant. I don't know what that is. But, well, you got to take it, and you got to plant it in the ground. Well, he says the ground is churches, the ground is the anointing, the ground is people. you got to plant it. you got to let it go, and you gotta, and, and, and you got to water it. And, 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 and if God has you planted, God will water. He brings the rain. So, and then some hide it. What do you mean? Well, they, they like the talents. They bury it. They put it in a, in, a, in a, you know, pipe or in a box and they bury it in the backyard. You know, a treasure chest. People bury it. It's like, no, you can't. And, or, or they hide it in, in, around somewhere. Well, there you go. There it's. Now, if God's having you do that for a reason, that's different. But you're already in the in 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 the in, in the in, in the uh, in not need. But if you're struggling and you're storing and you're hiding things, you got problems. You can't pay your bills. If you can't go on mission trips and you got hundreds of fifty thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars, and you don't want to touch it, you got issues. You're 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 done. You're you're already you have an entitlement spirit and you're you have a poverty mindset and you need deliverance. Because that seed could be, you could have a million dollars within 10 years if you, if you sow it into the kingdom. I'm serious because God showed me that. And I'm not saying go sow to get more. It's, 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 it's following God's steps. If He's giving you all that seed, it wasn't because the Bible says you can die tomorrow. Then whose is it? Your heathen family that's serving the devil? They're gonna go buy more, go buy drugs, or or go buy more cars and give it to the devil, and you had all this chance to advance the kingdom and go on mission trips and do other things. That's what people live in this is because they have the fear of the world on them. When you bury it, it looks like you're planting it, right? I'm hiding it. You're planting it. You're not because you got it. It's it's it. You won't just put put something in there 
the real ground because it'll rot away. So you cover it, you protect it. You don't let any rain in it, any oxygen in it, whatever you can do because you're trying to make it not, and I'm talking about paper or whatever you're doing, right? So, God gives, some people call it tide, seed, and you eat it. One seed is all it takes to start. And then one more seed. And then the seeds start going and then that's how it happens. But the problem is, someone plants one seed, two weeks later, they don't can't plant the seed this week. And then all of a sudden that one seed, die, and then there's no multiplication happening because you're missing the steps of, of the righteous ordered by the Lord. God is a God of multiplication. And I'm talking about everything. Even there, they, but even in the Bible, I'm going to take you here where they specified exactly about that. I hate doing it because people go, well, I don't want to be categorized with these, these, these people, but there's so much revelation and truth in the Word of God. And even God had to sow a seed. Isaiah 55, 9-11 For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returneth not, uh, not thither, but where watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth the bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word that goes forth out of thy mouth, it shall not return void, but it shall accomplish that which it's pleased and it shall prosper wherever it's sent to. God gives us seeds all the time. If He got you a job, He's giving you seed. If He got you uh, different things, He's giving you seed. He always puts some seed in your hand. It's what do we do with the seed? Do we eat it? Do we bury it? Or do we plant it? God is no respecter person. He also reigns on the just and the unjust. Why? Laws. Laws in the land. Doesn't matter if you're a Christian or you're a, far, you're a heathen farmer. You plant a seed and take care of it. It's going to grow fruit. Are you receiving and eating? Or are you receiving and bearing? Are you receiving and planting? The fruit will manifest it. People will know it. You can say it. People say it all the time, but you're like, they put you under witchcraft. They say, yeah, so God works for me and not for you. Something's up with you or something's up with something. Or God knows that you're not set free in your mind, even if you're doing that and, and you're going to go bury it. So let's say you're just doing the law, the legalistic little thing, and then God knows if I give abundance, they're just going to put it with that other abundance. He's not going to do it. He's not going to do that because he doesn't want you to, to perish with like that. So what does he say? He says this. So, this, this entitlement is war, it's kingdom stoppers, window closers, special needs brother. They're all over. Oh, but I, I ever hear about like the, um, um, what, what do you call those people when they're, um, when something bad's happened to them and Victim. Victim mentality also gets yokes up also with the entitlement spirit. 
because you've been a victim. We all were a victim of Satan until we came in the kingdom. Now get unvictimized, get healed, get delivered, and get, un get, get in the game. Because it says God is no respecter of persons. And, 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 and God might have more people that are going to have more and more, but there shouldn't be no, no need. No, you can't do this and I can't do that because of that and that. That's not the kingdom. I'm not talking about you're supposed to be a multimillionaire because you're going to sow. So I'm talking about being able to be blessed from God and do what you're called to do. 2 Corinthians 9. For as touching the ministering of the saints, it is sir pluses to me to write to you for the forwardness of your mind that I boast you and Macedonia already a year ago that in the zeal you provoke many. Your zeal, he said, your zeal provoked many. Yet have I sent the brethren less boasting you should be in vain this behalf that as I said, you may be ready. Less happily. And it goes on to say, Therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that you should beforehand in the bounty, not in covetousness, but I say, He which, here it is right here, He which soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly. That's a law right there. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. And every man, according to the purpose in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly, not in necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, always having all sufficiency. Everybody say, all sufficiency. All sufficiency. I want to help somebody today, hopefully. If it's not in this room, it's somebody that's listening because God told me to preach this today. It's really, really, really easy to. All sufficiency in all things forever. Now he that ministered, see, see, we just read Isaiah, and he was talking about that. We read Isaiah, and he's talking about the natural stuff and, and whatever. But now God's talking, well, what's he talking about here? Isaiah was talking about your seeds of words will not come return void. So you can water the seeds of the natural with your Holy Spirit seeds. And he says this, he that ministers He's talking about God, ministered seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown. He's not going to multiply your seed buried and your seed that you eat. And I'm telling you, there's people that are eating their seed. They don't go to church anymore, so they don't think they got to give to God. They think it, that's they're And they say everyone else is religious. They're more religious than anybody. First of all, they're not around any congregation, and now they're eating their seed, they're deceived by the devil, and they're saying that people are religious because they're giving to God. <clears throat> they're the ones religious. They got nowhere to give, so they give them themselves, so that's eating your seed. You can't sow into yourself. It has to leave you. The sacrifice has to leave you and be planted. And then they'll find all these, try to find these things in the Bible, or look at things are bad. It's demonic because they've already been taken out by Satan in their mind. And the Satan comes and messes with us. That's why we need each other to check each other. But the word is clear. 
The word is clear, but if it's not clear, then we, we're looking elsewhere. I can look in this word if I want to find something and I can pull a few scriptures and make a revelation out of my own heart that can deceive people or deceive myself. You don't think Satan can do that? So it says, God is able to make grace abound toward, or abound toward you that you always have an all sufficiency in all things. Is the word of God true or not? The same people that say, oh, the word of God, the word of God. Uh, rightly divide the word of God of truth. Da, 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 da. They're the same people that are, oh, will you help me pay my light bill? Oh, will you help me? Oh, I can't do the, no, oh, I lost my job. Oh, I got, why? Because there's something wrong up here. And God has to get this renewed, your mind renewed, before he can put this in your hand or you'll just mess up. So that's why the washing of the water word helps us. It's not about all, it's not always about even doing the act. It's about knowing the truth of why we do something. Both minister bread and food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness, being enriched in everything and all bountifulness, which causes through us thanksgiving to God. For the administration of the service not only supplies the wants of the saints, but is abundant also by making thanksgiving unto God. While the experiment of the ministration, they glorify God for their professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ, for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men, and by their prayer for you, which long after you, for the exceeding grace of God in you. Thanks be unto God, the unspeakable gift. Most everything in a Christian's life that stops you is a stronghold, and a spirit that holds you there strong. I'm saying entitlement spirit. God ain't going to bless no entitlement spirit person. Nobody that, and then a lot of people think God owes them. And then God becomes an entitlement. Well, I've been doing all this. I preach on the street every day. So what? You still got to do what everybody else does. (laughs) You can't eat your seed. I don't care what you do for God. People don't get it. I've laid my whole life down. I left my whole life down. You still got to obey the word of God like everybody else. People do that and all that. And they have, it's like, wow, this person. And then that's where the spirit of Cain comes on people because they get jealous. I'm doing more than my brother. Look, he's blessed more than me because he's obeying the laws of God, the commandments of God, and the spirit of God. People say, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, well, I don't have that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do whatever then. You're just going to have a lot of time. I'm going to give God my time. He'll give you a lot of time. <laughs> sow what you reap. But if you want a certain thing, maybe you got to sow a certain thing. You want love, sow love. You want truth, sow truth. You need other things, sow them. The seed represents what it is. I plant an orange. Am I not going to have an orange tree? Am I going to get a banana tree when I plant an orange Seed? No, I'm probably going to get an orange tree. Well, I think God's very clear on what we... He said, whatsoever man sows, he shall reap. If I sow hate, I'm going to reap hate. If I sow greediness, I'm going to end up being broke. Greedy. If I sow love, truth, and honor, it should come back to us, right? The world tries to steer and call it karma. The world tries to steer and call it... Um, what comes around goes around. But the Word of God is, was the first word, and it's called sowing and reaping. Because God 
made the whole world and he made it out of a seed in a, in a sowing form. He spoke it, which was a seed, and also Adam was the first seed. And Satan deceived him, so God, and he planted Adam in the garden, and Adam had everything. And then Satan came and deceived Adam, and Adam fell into the curse. Adam was blessed. Then he became cursed, and God did that, allow that to happen for a reason. And then Jesus came, was the second Adam, so we all don't have to live in the curse anymore. So Jesus actually was the first seed of all of us. Now God wants you to be a seed. You can be a seed. As you have become a living sacrifice, you become a seed for God. Jesus became the first fruits of many brethren, it says, right? So Jesus had to die to his desires, die to his own will, and die to the things that he wanted, and he allowed them. He was dead, but he, God had the Romans and all them bury him in the tomb. So he got buried, but he was already dead. God sowed it. God sowed his son, and his son multiplied the kingdom now. He sowed his son, and now we have us, many brethren, one with Christ. If he never did that, we'd never be out of the curse. So God had to let go what he loved so much, and look what he got in return. He, it's multiplying every day. Christ on the earth, us. So it's about a seed, even... The church started with a seed. Jesus is the foundation. means He was planted. He's down there. And we spring out of Him. The first seed was Jesus. Now the church is, is evolved into, into who we are. When God put seeds in all the fruits. A lot of those fruits you eat, they're just tiny seeds. We just eat them automatically. The big seeds like watermelon, some of them we usually spit them out because we don't want to swallow them. But if they're real small and it's a fruit, a lot of those fruits like um, kiwi and all that, there's all kinds of seeds. You just eat them. Little seed, other stuff, we don't eat the pomegranate seeds because they're kind of hard, but we could. It helps us. It's good fiber. But in real life, if, you're, if God's giving you seed, you need to plant it. And He'll give you a seed to sow and bread to eat. And then the rest of the stuff, you can make stuff with it. But if you just take the seeds and put them in a Ziploc bag and say, well, I'm going to save my seed, then you might have that, but you're not going to multiply that seed. It's just, it's, it's basic law. It's basic things. So, people want to make you feel bad because you're, you're being obedient and you're being righteous. And then they put witchcraft on you. And then they make you think, well, God's not done them and you. No, there's something wrong. Maybe they don't know it. But they better dig it up and find out what the problem is because God doesn't have any problems. I don't care what nation you're in. Famine is for the world. Famine is for the unsaved. The, 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 when you're a son of God, he said, the, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging for bread. If we're begging for something, there's something unrighteous about our life. Then we've got to get it right. It's just clear. Most everything in Christian's life stops with the stronghold. Entitlement is the kingdom of socialism. The law is for the lawless. It is a schoolmaster to do what? To walk, schoolmaster to walk in the Spirit. So we're free to give. So people say, well, that's the law. You get. No, it's a seed. You can call it a first fruit. You're honoring God. God wants everything first. He wants your, your heart first. He wants your mind first. He wants your body first. He wants everything first. I don't care how legalistic you want to get about it or try to make it sound bad. It's, it, it, there, it, 
He needs it. And how much, if everybody decided to do their own thing, how is God going to do, how much does it cost to do things to advance the kingdom of God? Some people say, oh, nothing. I just can go preach on the corner street. Well, what if God wants you to do something? What if God wants you to be on all the radio stations and it costs a million dollars? How are you going to do that if you're just doing it your way and you're not sowing? Because so God wants to train you so he can, just like Job said, I cannot do that because they're not doing that. Satan stands there and says, nope, God, it's in your word. And his hands get tied. And people say, so they might not be under the curse in the church right now because Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law. But what they're under, they're not under the blessing. They're just there. And God's basically doing all he can legally because God's, honestly, God is bound by his own law. God is bound by his own word. This word is law to God. Once he says it, it's done. And it is written. That's why Jesus said it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He didn't say, I'm saying this right now. He said it is written. I can't listen to you, Satan, because I know what this says. And that's where we have to be strongly supported in the word of God and stand in truth in that. Someone said to me for a while, this person said it was in the church. It's a religious spirit. He said, Oh, well, you know, well, you don't have anything. You can't give, you know, you've, and then the person was saying this. Well, then after the water bill, this bill, this bill, this bill. And I'm just like, I said, I'm not even going to say anything. It's like, well, there's nothing left. You don't have to give nothing. That's what the pastor told her. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. You, you give God first and then you worry, about, let him worry about all your bills. Let God worry about all your problems. Because once you put a certain, it's no longer your problem, it's his. If you're obedient, He's the one who has to take care of you. You don't have to take care of yourself anymore. That's that's the problem with entitlement spirit. You think you do want God to take care of him, but you're not willing to do what he tells you to do. It's such a twisted manipulation of the devil that nobody really understands it. If we're all the same and God's no respecter person, and I'm not saying we're the same in a sense that God might increase other people more in their heart expansion, but we're all the same of, of the word of God. There's nothing in this Word of God that doesn't, doesn't apply to you that applies to me. Nothing. And people want to say, well, you're Shane, or oh, because you have a ministry. I didn't start with nothing. It increased after three years. He said, oh, you've been obedient, obedient. And he saw it, and he prophesied the things that he knew that I would do when he called me. Then he prophesied my end, just like he knew Jesus would go to the cross. He prophesied it through David. He prophesied it through Isaiah, So because he, he knew it was going to happen. If you don't have prophecies, maybe you start doing things happen, and maybe they'll come to you. But if he knows they're not going to happen, you're not going to, God's not going to prophesy a lie to you. So you're like, I didn't get a word. Maybe it's good you didn't get a word, because if you got a word, you might quit following Christ. Because you don't want to be rebuked in front of everybody either. Then we get soothsayers, then we hire prophets to come and tell everyone and give them titles and all these different things that half the things might not even come to God. Or maybe that's what they were called to do, but God said they're never going to maintain it because they're never going to obey me. So what happens? Talking about, I'm not talking about faith preaching or hyper faith. I'm talking about Jesus reality and believing the laws and the word of God. That's simple stuff. Believing the word of God. How you see it. We're not talking about name it and claim it garbage either because that's all, that's all charismatic garbage. We're talking about God being the supernatural God that in obedience is going to take care of us. So we have to have our head clear. We've got to trust Him. How do you see it? Not taking, we're not talking about 
we're, t- we're talking about obedience and trust. Faith with works. Oh, God's going to, well, God's going to do, yeah, He might, He'll do miracles for the sense of getting you saved, but it's like, God's going to pay this person to, no, I'm believing, I'm going to fast, pray all day. And it was like, someone walks, knocks on the door, hey, do you want to come? I, they need work down the street. You don't have, no, I'm praying all day because God's going to do a miracle and pay my bills. And then another person comes on, the, knocks on the door, and and then God sends somebody else, and this person says, hey, they need, you know, realizing, hey, here's some food. Hey, there's a job down the street. Oh, no, God said he's going to take care of me all the time. It's right here in the Word of God. Look, right here. He says, supply all of my needs according to his riches. God's going to take care of everything. Okay. And they live their whole life like that. Don't want to do nothing. Go look in Proverbs about diligence. Go look in the book of Proverbs about a man that continues to be steadfast. Enough. He said, and go look in the Bible in, in Galatians. It says, do not be weary in well-doing. In the proper time, you shall reap a harvest. A harvest of whatever you're sowing. And, and, and it doesn't matter. Okay, well, this person came from a wealthy family. This person, in the kingdom of God, we're supposed to leave earthly families. And none of that should even matter anymore. Because most of the time, they disown you anyway. Your father is now God in heaven. So, okay, don't say, now you want to compare yourself with someone that's been doing the right thing for 10 years. You've been in the kingdom three, and you've been doing the wrong thing, and you want to compare yourself, and then you're in trouble. You can't do that. It says, don't compare. It's not wise to compare among brothers. You've got to compare yourself with the Word of God. I want to see everybody... Have what have not more than what God not and it's not about hyper, it's it's about the truth of the what God wants to do. He wants to make us stewards of the kingdom of God. So faith. So I see every book I send out as seeds. I don't see them as what other people see it. Every time I send a book out or give a book or download, I see it as a seed. It costs money. Free. Don't even know the people, don't. But I know they're hungry and they're God's children. And I know God told me to do this. So every time, and remember the whole big bowl? I mean, to do this and people don't get it. And I pour it out like all those, I see it as, as seeds. And I don't, I don't keep my focus on it, but I know I'm standing in faith. And when things get shaken, oh, I got seed in the ground. I know I'm righteous and I know that God's going to take care of it. And if he's told me to do it, I don't need to worry about it. He's called all of us to, be, to, to, to go out and, and preach the gospel, go on mission trips. Nobody should be, not have to do that unless we've got to get our, 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 our mind and our heart in order. I see every, look, and then it says, but the religious system sees it as merchandise. Merchandise. And I'm not saying you're supposed to go on every mission trip and you're always supposed to have money. No, I'm trying to get us in the, people that are not in the right foundation that have been doing this for 10, 30 years in, in church and they're still waiting for the church to pay their light bill. Those type, they, they call them, um, what, what are they? What, uh, and they have a fund in the church, what's it called? Benevolence fund. Benevolence fund type people. They live like that. They're entitlement people. They think the church owes them too because they've been going to that church and their mama went to that church. And that church owes them because mama gave all her money to that church. The church, that church don't owe them nothing if they're not obeying the word of God. We're, we, we're not to owe anybody. So people are looking at man just like that one waiting to get in the water for a man to help him. God's like, I'm the miracle maker. I'm the one. I'm the seed. I'm the one that brings. It says you plant and God brings the increase. Some plant, some water, but God brings the increase. 
in everything, the Word of God, revelation, seeds. So that's how I see it. And then, boom, others, religious system sees it as merchandise. We got our ministry. God gives you merchandise. We got to make the ministry run. That's why they're all messed up too. God said they'll make merchandise out of you. So they see it as also entitlement. The body now owes me because I have to get these books out. I have to get the knowledge out. I got it, and they're messed up just as much. It's a mess. It's Balaam's spirit. You guys following me? There's a freedom in Christ, but we have to come to another level. And people are going to hate me. Like they're gonna, I'm going to be whatever, but it's the truth. And I'm not called to be liked. I'm called to preach the truth. Do not realize if you're always waiting for other people or for their crops to get their, their crops just keep getting bigger and bigger. You can wait on Sally Joe's crop all the time because she helps you all the time. Or this, you'll stand, oh, it's crops. Okay, here it is. And this, so there's so more seeds. So their crops expanding because of you. Because even if you try to take advantage of people that are already in the blessing, God's just going to keep blessing them more and more. Entitlement will, will take advantage of anything they can. The government, for all the government, oh, yeah. So what? We've all been done wrong. So the government, the government, the, gov the government, why are you looking to the government for help? Why are you looking for, for, for you know, a health insurance? It's all, from, it's all part of the in, entitlement thing. And then people don't even want to work. Socialism is a demonic because why? You are, you, you're, you're, your socialism sake, you're waiting on someone else to do something that God's made you capable of, of working, uh, capable of, of thinking, capable. Of, I mean, people have got to be ludicrous to want socialism. Only the people that don't want to do nothing, lazy people, that's, and people that are in debt want socialism. Nobody that's doing the right thing wants it because why? Why would they want that? Because everything's, it's always, and then they're always, all oh, the rich people. Well, they didn't just get there from being stupid. They didn't get there because they, they, they didn't want to work. They didn't get there because they didn't want to sow. So their time, their effort, everybody that gets something works hard for it. It's basic. He, he, a farmer doesn't get a good crop when he just throws the seeds out there. Okay, God, water it. Now I'm done. I'm going to just take the rest of the season off. No, he tills the ground. He wants the nutrition. He make, takes his time and he puts the seeds in in the right place in the right distance where he knows he's got the right and he puts good soil and he puts it over and then God says wow he's diligent I can trust him I'm going to water that seed that people throw seed or they just throw seed because they want something in return and that, if your heart's wrong anyway you're going to hold up the kingdom too you could be doing all the law too and not get nothing either I've been tithing for three years yeah so what you, you disobey God everything. He tell, you don't do that. You don't work and whatever. Yeah, you, you tied in your disability check, but God wants to heal you, and He told you He healed you three years ago, but you don't want to work. Oh, but I'm it's not about manipulating God either. There's a freedom in this. Sowing and reaping has been God's law since the beginning. See? And we talked already about Jesus, because that's what God was showing me this morning. He sowed his, his only begotten Son. What? Okay, well, here's an example. Many of us got saved. Some of us were homeless, drug addicts, 
Not everybody grew up in the church. It's really hard for people that grow up in wealthy homes to get saved anyway. It says that it's harder for a rich man to get through an island. So most of us, most of us, not all of us, that have gotten uh, born again and changed came really from nothing. And total bondage to money, drugs, this, that, and everything. So now you want to blame it on a calling? Well, maybe the calling was out of obedience. So God says something, you believe it, and you trust Him, and you follow Him diligently. And now you want to compare yourself. And, but yeah, you did it, but then for three weeks you don't. So if God's planned something, He said, you're my son now, follow what I tell you to do, and do it right. It goes, 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 and you just normally do what He's telling you, and all of a sudden... It even says that the blessings will overtake you in a sense of whatever it might be. So, what, what's going on? But if you do that, all oh, things are hard. Then all of a sudden, there's, and then you stop, and then you repent, and then a, a year later, you do it again for a year and a half, and then you stop. What happens? You're, the things that were supposed to be coming, when things are going good, and you're do what happens? It's all, it's all messed up. Because look, now you've done it. You didn't see nothing because it wasn't, time for harvest and they're like this doesn't work or I'm not I can't do it I can't afford to do it or I can't you know and then you stop and then you stop and then all of a sudden that that right there that you were doing you got that little harvest see the devil will mess with your mind then you got that little harvest for what you did do and you're like wow and I'm not even I'm not even giving then you say to yourself I don't even sow anything and I'm more blessed than when I was doing, giving money. That's all a bunch of... And then land all of a sudden, boom. That's done with because... And then you have nothing coming in the future. Then you're messed up again and you live in this whirlwind of toss to and fro. And many of you listening then you live like that. And then you're never on the scale. You can't say, I've solidly done this. Because you don't even have to. Because God is doing it. Everyone that never stops doing because the ground is good if you obey him you, you just keep there's no farmer that unless there's a there's a dry season or there's there any farmer has good ground and and and, and the water comes god brings the increase every single time so what happens is you get messed up by the devil oh you gave all that look and they're like yeah but then i stop when i stop and then it's like you don't even know what to do then then you're like then you just stop doing it all and then you just live in this place and then you go Go eat your seed and buy yourself something that you can't afford. And you're eating your seed because you want something you can't afford. That God would have gave you ten of those in the future. And that's what most of the Christians live like. And then they look at, oh, you know, how come they, they how? And they're like, the Word of God. The word, the word of God works for everybody. It is the truth. And the truth has to set us free. But see, Satan will say, oh, look at that minister. They're all crooks. Or look at, just look to God. And, and he's not going to tell you to go so to a crook if you're not if you're not if you're in a relationship with 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 the wrong thing and you're and you're just like them because usually birds of a feather flock together. So if you're into prosperity and you want all that and you want to listen to so and so on TV and get into the prosperity fluff stuff, and you're going to end up in that church and you you you're probably going to get into the laws of God because they they're true, and you might even get blessed, and you might end up in hell. So, I mean, what, what's it worth? But the, the word is true. Do not be weary, obeying and well-doing, giving, loving, trusting, time. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh. do we? And then you never stop because now you've been, 
you multiplied, you give more and more because God expects more and more because he's like, you can't bury nothing. So you have to sow it. Because if you don't, you just become just like, and you're like, why wouldn't I sow it? God's my father. I have an abundance. And you get set free. And, I, and, and Brazil needs to be set free. And when many were to see them, and Jesus said, the poor will you have all. He said, poor. He was talking about the world. They were going to go minister. They weren't poor. How could the poor give something to the poor? No, he was talking to them. Oh, give this bottle to the poor. And Jesus like, the poor you have with all but me, this was done for my burial. What was he saying? He's saying that, you know, there'll be ministry time. You'll have an, enough abundance later. Give it to them because what? You're, I'm your king. And you're my son and my daughter. And, and now it's time for this. He wasn't saying, yeah, you're, you're, you're following me and you're going to be poor. When Jesus said there's no, nowhere to put, lay your head, know what he's saying? I might call you here and there and everywhere. You don't think you're just going to have a good life and have a house. And you, but he didn't say you're not going to have any food or you're not going to be able to have a car. Or you're not, he was saying that you're not going to be able just to sit someplace. You're going to be moving. And you're not going to buy five houses because back then they didn't have any planes or cars or anything. So he's trying to let them know. He was like, this is the cost it is to follow the Son of Man. Didn't say that you're going to be poor just because you don't have a place to live. It's because you're traveling. So ridiculous how people just get so, so take things to cover their disobedience. And that's what they do. They take scripture to cover their disobedience. And, and, and the shame of their nakedness is going to be revealed to the whole church. And it is already being done. So many different doctrines running around. But we need to preach anything and everything against giving. giving. Anyone that's preaching against giving and sacrifice is a doctrine of the devil. And I've heard it. I've heard people's mouths saying, I'm like, oh my God, you're so lost. And it's a doc what, what, what are you doing is trying to find something to make your disobedience legal. Because if you can think you see it in the Word and show it out and get them to agree with you, then you're like, everybody always tries to get agreement for something, even if it's wrong. What they do is they make you focus on hirelings and people misusing people. The devil is sneaky and he always use a dis disobedient persons at their weakness to stop the kingdom. Whatsoever a man thinks, so is he. Philippians 4, 15-19, talks, he's talking about that. Watch this. For even Thessalonica sent once and again unto my necessity. He's, he didn't bring up any churches. He, God spotlighted the church. He says, concerning giving and receiving. Paul was receiving. They were giving. They were giving to one another, receiving one. He said, because of your giving and receiving, uh, no, not because I desire. Paul said, I don't even need nothing, but I, des I desire the fruit that may abound in your account. And that's why I'm preaching this today. Because I want to see you not in need. I, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. Or you can't. It, it's not the way you're supposed to live. To desire the gift and, des and desire the fruit that may abound in your account, but I have all abund I have all and I all abound. I am full. Paul said, I don't need it. Having received of Aphrodite the things that you she sent me, an odor of sweet sacrifice, acceptable, well pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all of your needs according. So people, disobedient sons and brothers and sisters, take verse 19 and apply it to everything in their life. Well, Jesus said it right here. 
but my God shall supply all of my needs. And they quote it all day long. And like, they don't, it's like, are you really seriously? They do that. It's called cherry picking. That's how grace gospels get started. Cherry picking. We are crucified. We're no longer us to live the Christ live. We're no longer, you know, this and that. And then take one scripture. God so loved the whole world. The whole world is going to get saved because God said, God so loved the world. John 3, 16, that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes on him. I believe. I don't believe. You should say, just say, you, you say you believe doesn't mean you believe. When you, if you really believe, you're going to repent because you're going to believe what he says. You're going to believe what he does and you're going to believe everything about him. Not just, I'm going to believe I'm going to go to heaven. So demonic out there that people need to wake up. And that's why people aren't getting delivered or set free or coming to God because of these cherry pickers and all these doctrines of devils that are all over the place. And he said about being faithful in the little. Luke 16, 19, And I say unto you, Make yourselves friends with, with money, or mammon, and unrighteousness. And when you fail, they may also receive you in everlasting habitations. He that is faithful in that which is least, that's the seed. How small can the seed be? So let's just say this. Who is faithful in the seed will also be, and it says, faithful in the much or faithful in the harvest. Faithful in the seed, then faithful in the harvest. And then what will happen to people make you feel bad about all your obedience and God blessing you? Happens all the time. Then you just want to give give it all away because you don't want people. Oh my God, you know it's it's demonic and it's like it's it's the devil does that. And I'm not I'm not talking about I'm talking about people that have a a a, a persona personality that they they're always on the attack. They're always on the attack. They're always questioning. They always want to bring. They're called, it's a religious spirit. Faithful in that which is least is faithful in that which is must, and that. This is so powerful right here. Listen to this. He that is faithful in the much and he that is unjust in the least is unjust in the much. You're unfaithful in the seed. Don't matter how much God gives you, you're not going to be faithful with it anyway. And then it gets even deeper. Even deeper. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous man, in the money... How will He commit you to the true riches? So God's going to give you more anointing. He's going to give you more favor. He's going to give you more of the spiritual things when He knows you're not, you're not faithful with what He gives you. It's, it's, it's with everything. He knows you're obedient with everything He gives you. You're going to be obedient with everything. You need to be obedient with everything. Everything that God gives you. Anointing, giftings, callings, and, and all the things. You can't bury any of them. The talents... He was talking about money, but God's talking about everything He gives you. If You need to use it for God's glory. And therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous man, but who shall commit you to the true, trust you in the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, this is all right here for the entitlement people. And even that, you give another man, you don't even try to sow back to some other buddy else, you just eat the seed and another man's who shall give you what your own is there it is and then when even other sees and and which is your own 
No servant can serve. And it's funny, you're really serving that thing that you don't have because you become a slave of it. You can't do anything now because you don't have it because you didn't, so, you didn't plan it. So now you don't have anything. Now you're a slave to it because now you need it and you don't know where to get it and you can't do nothing. So now you're bound. No matter what it is. It's right there in the Word. No servant can serve two masters. Either he hate the one and love the other. Either he will hold to the one, that's putting it on a shelf, burying it, and he will despise the other. About God. God's like, no, I gave you that. And that's why he said, do not store up. That's why he taught them in the wilderness not to keep trusting, trusting him every single day. The poverty spirit is married to the religious spirit that manifests the entitlement spirit. The religious spirit says, I've done my part, where's my portion? That was the servant in the house, not the son. Religion waits for God to do, to do it because God has it all. God's, God, but God said, I have made you kings and priests. God said he's made us. He said, you are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are a peculiar people. The world lives in poverty. Even the rich people, you know they're all really broke because they're serving God's broken spirit. He said, I've made you a not, not weird, not strange, not super spiritual weirdos. A peculiar, what is that? Different. Different than the world. People say, people that serve Satan, they've got all these blessings and they look at it and say, why would I want, why would I want that? I mean, you know, that's why the, 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 when the rich young rulers, when Jesus spoke to him, Jesus was the perfect example. He made that, but, it, but the rich young ruler went to, it's not, the reason the rich young ruler went up and asked Jesus because there was something about him. He wasn't broke. He was, knew who he was. He wasn't begging people. He wasn't out there trying to manipulate people. The rich young ruler is like, wow, there's something I want with him. And eternal, he's talking about eternal life, you know, because I got all this. But then he looks at somebody poor trying to act like Jesus. Oh, Jesus is right. Long hair, you know, wearing the John the Baptist ripped clothes and trying to, you know, act like And I was like, so if I follow your God, that's how I'm going to look and act? That's okay. No, he doesn't want you either. He wants you to be normal into the sense of, of not normal because of diff, different, but like not weird, like somebody like scaring people away. It's like, oh, now I got to pour and leave my family and go hide in the woods and all these different things that, no, normal in the sense of somebody desires that Jesus wasn't someone that people wanted to be like him. People admired him. People said, what can I do to, 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 you know, to be like? And he would teach them. And then the, even the Pharisees and the Sadducees would be, say, wow, he doesn't speak like, they'd even have to say good things about him. That's what God wants from us. Now, I'm not talking about, so religion waits but God, okay, I'm not talking about poor in spirit. That's a beautiful thing. Poor in spirit, we all want that. We're not poor in spirit, but we need to think we are. We need to live like we're poor in spirit. It means we can never get enough of the Holy Spirit. We can never get enough of God. We can never get enough of Him and His kingdom. Blessed are, are people like that. Not poor in the world, poor in spirit. Then you will be rich in spirit. When you're poor in spirit, you're really rich. Because God keeps pouring, pouring Himself out on you 
Because it's the hunger and the thirst for Him. We just need more of Him. We never have enough. That's a great thing. And when we come in debt with man, it's only when you try to take advantage of man. When you wait on man, or you depend on man, or you put your trust in man, when you wait on man to put you in the water, it's an entitlement spirit. How many years? Oh, I'm just waiting on God. People tell me all the time, I'm waiting on God. What are you, well, what are you waiting for? I mean, He's right here. Say, God moves when you move. God is there. He's, if there's something you want to do, you know, unless he sets you apart and there's something he's doing, that's different. But it's very rare, and it's only for a season usually. Luke 6, 38 says, Given it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running all over, shall men give into your bosom. For the same measure you meet, there it is again, sowing and reaping, with all it shall be measured to you again. There it is again, a, a different form of even Jesus himself talking about sowing and reaping. Do you see it? I'm glad this isn't for anybody here, but I know somebody listening is going to help them. It's more blessed to give than to receive, too. That was said in, in, in the book of Acts. They, Jesus never quote. you can't really find that, but someone heard Jesus say that, or they just knew that he, that's how he rolled. Because, you know, and it, and it said it in Acts, I think it's Acts cha chapter 20. See, time and time, it's a continuous non-stop in the kingdom. But, in religion, it says, I'm a Christian. So I just, but I'm, but that's the carnal world in the church. God doesn't want us to be carnal or be just like the world. He wants us to be peculiar. Well, right here, and I'm closing, and it's really long. I'm not going to read it all. But I'm going to read, I was going to read the, the curse first because we're not under the curse, but when, and, and, and the blessings of obedience, we'll just read that and we'll close. And you can go home and read the curses of disobedience in the, because uh, it says in the blessings, and then it talks about, and basically I read through it this morning because all I, all I looked up was another thing and it popped up and I'm like, well, let me, I don't like to get into the Old Testament too much because we're not under the law, but there's a lot of foundational truths that come out of everything the New Testament came out of the Old Testament. And Jesus is the, is the living bread, and He was the, the Word made flesh. So, But basically, sick, poor, always in need, your crops burning up, everything, always struggling. That's basically the curse. Here's the blessing. Let's leave on a good note today. Everybody stand up, please. Deuteronomy 28, 1-14, And it shall, this is for those that obey Him, It shall come to pass, that shall hearken diligently unto my voice, and observe the things that I tell you to do. The Lord God will set thee above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings, see this was the prosperity church says, but they don't talk about the obedience part. They say, give me money and you're going to be blessed. You're a Christian, you're going to be blessed. No, I know a lot of Christians that, and they're more Christian. They read the Bible more than some people I know. They, they do more work for God. And they're not blessed. I'm sorry. Because there's something up. There's something up. And I'm not talking about, I know Satan comes after people that are trying to advance the kingdom. But then there's a time that God puts you in a bubble. He will not let that happen all the time. But there's always something up. Disobedience will bring up. Okay, we're not under the curse, but disobedience will make you 
feel cursed, or basically disobedience. Well, if God stops the blessing, then what are you? You, you can't expect God to do something according, different from His Word. To observe these things, the blessing shall come upon you. It will overtake you. And thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the... And I'm not just talking... It's not about money or things or possession. Overtake you. Your friends, your enemies become... Um, will be... Um, it says, it, when your ways please the Lord, that even your friend and your enemies will, will be at peace with you. Um, peace. Joy. And then God's going to put you through the fire. Don't think you're in the fire now and you're doing everything right. you got to know the difference. you got to know the difference when you're in the fire because God's burning stuff out of you and you're living in disobedience. There's totally, it's totally different. You, can't, you don't get people to move on your behalf in disobedience. You don't get people to help you that much because it's like God's turned His back on you till you repent and get your act together. Now in the fire... See, people are still going to bless you with finances, still help you. Even if and you're training you up and you're going out and being obedient, you're just going through the fire because he's burning things out of you. you got to know the difference. And a lot of people, he wants to burn that entitlement spirit out of you because it comes from the world. It comes from the slave mentality. And even then, when they left Egypt, they had an entitlement spirit. They even wanted leeks and everything, and God was giving them quails, and they wanted onions. And they were entirely... They were trying to say, well, we worked all that time. We were slaves. We should be blessed now. We left this place. I thought it was going to be way better. Moses, what are you doing, Moses? Let's kill Moses. Entitlement. We came out with you. We followed you. Now where's ours? Entitlement. Look to God. He is the author and finisher of our faith. And whatsoever man sows, he shall reap. And all these blessings shall be upon you. Blessed the Lord in the city, blessed in the field. Blessed shall the fruit of thy body be. It's funny that nobody that, everybody that, all the religious Christians and all the charismatic people, they, they say, oh, don't listen to the Old Testament. They always want to quote this part, but they don't quote the other part, and they don't quote the other stuff. But they always will have this on their prayer wall. Something's funny about that, right? Cherry pickers. Blessed is the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle. The increase of thy kind. The Lord shall cause thy enemies to rise up against thee and be smitten before thy face and shall come, again, come in and out of thy way and flee before thee seven ways. And the Lord shall command the blessings upon thee and thou storehouse and in all that thou settest thy hand unto. And he shall bless thee in the land and which the Lord has given thee. And the Lord shall establish thee and a holy people unto himself. And has sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord and walk in his ways, and all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in the goods and the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy cattle and the fruit of thy ground and the land... And the Lord swore unto the fathers to give thee. And the Lord and the fathers swore to his son Jesus that he would bless his brothers and sisters. That's what it says, son of David. The Lord shall open up the good treasures 
the heaven and give rain unto the land and season. Well, how about us be in that land? I'm dry. I'm thirsty. I need... Uh, 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 we're a thirsty land. That'll be part of the blessing. I'm not talking about material things. We're talking about whatever God wants to put in our hands, whatever He wants. There's no... We don't have to worry. We just have to walk. Worry is a curse. Part of the curse. I'm not on the curse. No, but why are you worrying every day? You're not blessed if you're worrying. If you're in unbelief, that brings sickness. and Well, that's part of the curse. I'm not saying you're cursed, but why you, you have the fruits of it. And then you say, nothing ever works. Then you curse you. Nothing ever works for me because you're disobedient. Why is everything working for this person? Well, well, we serve the same God. Well, do you? I, w I would bear the fact that probably you're your own God thinking and you're in some religious church. Because when you want to be your own God, you're going to take care of your own self and you're going to be just like that man waiting for somebody to put you in the pool. It's time to let God be God and let all of His enemies be scattered. Let God be God and take ourselves off the throne and obey Him in all that we do and, and be a sign and a wonder to this nation and to, the, and to, and to all the nations of the world. And he says, and I'll lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. So if you're borrowing, you're not blessed. Blessed people don't borrow anymore. Why? Because they don't need to. <laughs> and the Lord shall make the head and, and not the tail. And the Lord shall be above only and shall not be beneath. And I want to say, you can speak these over yourself and do all that, but don't. But what's ironic is people that are not doing what they're supposed to do, they stay all night and every day before they go to bed, they read this and they quote it and it's like, you know what that's like doing? That's like um, wasting your time. That's like throwing uh, arrows but there's no target to hit. Because you put nothing there that you've, you've, you're not being obedient. There's nothing for it to hit. It just goes nowhere. Empty words, right? Remember whose words didn't hit the ground. So there's no target, so your stuff just hits the ground. But whose didn't? Samuel, God said, your words will not hit the ground. Whatever you say, when you're obedient and you do what God wants, He will do it. He will move on your behalf. He will do what His word says. But don't, ex well, we, oh, I'm going to try it for three days. So then what you're doing? Three days? Well, how about three years? And how about... 30, uh, how about 30 years? And then see where you're at. And don't pull, and people are always pulling up their seed and eating it anyway. Give me that back, or I need that back, or, or give me that back. Or someone, you loan money to someone, sow it as a seed. They don't have the money to give it back to you, let it go. Turn it into to bread on the water. Well, you, you make sure, you spend all, you got to get that back, and you put yourself in a whole frenzy, and then all of a sudden, you're not even going to get it back. Now you're worrying, and now God can't bless you either. So if you are loaning to people, give to them not expecting back. And if they give it back, well, that's good on them. The Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. If you hearken to His word, thou shalt not go aside from the way, from His words. And I shall command thee in this day, in the right hand and thy left hand. And thou shalt not serve other gods. Who's another god? Mamma is. Money is another god. So Father, we thank you for your word, Lord. Father, we thank you that you're setting us free. Everybody listening, God. The great thing about the, 
to being in grace, we can start a whole harvest right now. We can start all over right now. Yeah, we have, we've been famine for years, but you know what? Today I repent. Today I'll do what you tell me to do, God. Today I'll become a seed sower. Today I'll start to sow whatever you tell me, God. Not because I want harvest, because I want to be obedient son and daughter. Because I want to be, I want to be, be capable of doing what my heart wants. I want to be capable of doing what, what, what you've called me to do. Doesn't matter what God's called you to do. If you don't obey Him, you'll never be able to do the calling. So Father, we seal this word. We bless all those that curse us. We bless all those that hate us. Father God, we thank you that your words will not hit the ground. Father, we thank you that we become sowers and reapers, and we shall reap a harvest if we do not faint. We're going to sow. Father God, we owe everyone love. We're going to love everybody with the love of God. Teach us, God. Continue to burn out everything in us, God. And we break the spirit of entitlement over ourselves, over this nation, over the city, over anyone, God, that's, that, that, that is, 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 is claims that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is their father. We break entitlement over them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.